Welcome back to episode two, season three of Calling It Audible, with a special episode with a special guest, Zach Greenberg. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's uh, good to be back in the old podcast room. I uh, missed it a lot, and uh, you know I don't get to sit in my chair. You, you've taken over <laughs> the, over that spot, but uh, you're looking good sitting there. So uh, I'm glad to be back. In this episode, we'll be previewing the weekend's football matchups, NHL news, and general sports news from around the world. So, Travi, uh, who's uh, Scotty playing today? Or, I'm sorry, Saturday. Well, Scott, I haven't even checked. Who do they play this weekend? I'm so hyped after this Michigan win that I just kind of forgot about the rest of the season, to be honest with you. Uh, they play Northwestern at home. Big game for the Badgers here. Kind of solidify their spot in the Big Ten West. Northwestern having a disappointing season from all aspects. I think Northwestern should have been better this year. Coming off a loss to Stanford, North, uh, they beat UNLV, and then soundly beat by Michigan State, a good defense. I think the Badgers have their work cut out from this weekend. I got a big win for the Badgers this weekend, 37-14. to 14. Stamp it. That's your prediction? That's my prediction. Jeez, bold. What do you have for uh, Ohio State and Nebraska? I'm still not on the Nebraska hype train. I think Justin Fields is as good as a quarterback you're going to find in college football. I think Ohio State rolls in this primetime game. Ohio State 55, Nebraska 7. Big game for Ohio State. I mean, our roommate is still on that Skurs hype train. I hope he hears this so he can fire back at me. He said, he told me in class day, he's just like, Greg, if Nebraska beats Ohio State at home, because Nebraska's hosting game day. They're like, I get to come on your podcast, and I get to talk about it. It's like, man, Go right ahead. if you think Nebraska has the chance, then yeah, absolutely. I don't really see anybody stopping Ohio State in the Big Ten this year. No, not. Justin Fields is really good. Yeah, understatement. That's, that's, that's an understatement. understatement. Yeah. I, I Six touchdowns in, in what, what was it, one quarter? He's broken like three Ohio State stats already. Yeah. Like, dude. But I will say I, I like – I'm a big Michigan State fan, personally. Mm -hmm. Their defense is outstanding. Uh, unbelievable. But uh, I also do like Nebraska because I took a visit there for graduate yeah, school. Okay. And, like, I got to tour the field and everything, all their facilities. And, like, they have a good program there, so I wouldn't count them out completely. But And especially because, you know, they're, I think that their program's turned around a little bit and based on what it used to be a few yeah. years but ago. But, see, here's the thing. They were they picked were. to win the Big Ten West. And I'm not sure who in their asinine idea came up <laughs> with this idea that they're good. The Scott all. Frost effect. The Scott, this is a second-year coach who I think he had a But that's good when you turn it around, though, the right, second year. I'm, my understanding, he had a good recruiting class, right? But this is, like, again, a second-year coach. It's not going to happen. But you can't you can't count out the fact that Scott Frost he he's a Nebraska alum too. Yeah, okay, you know like he's got the fan base behind him. Yeah, he's got everybody. That's behind like saying him Tony, in the whole state. So you're saying if Tony Dungy came back <laughs> and coached the Gophers, that that would be a similar situation. But I think Nebraska yeah. has a, Nebraska has a better storied history behind them. You know, with the national championships that they won in the 80s. Yeah. So I think they can have Scott Frost to be like relied on. And too many people to live in the past nowadays. Like you Packer fans. It's okay. We're good. <laughs> we are good. So, Trav, what other games do you want to highlight for the folks? Um, another game I'm looking forward to is a Notre Dame-Virginia game. To my guy Jake Tice, real Fighting Irish. This is a big game for the Fighting Irish. Coming back after a tough loss against Georgia at Georgia. That was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game, though. Good battle. But I think what Virginia's on an eight-game winning streak dating back to last year. 
It might be altered, but due to the fact they play in a weak ACC, but I still think that Virginia is a better team than a lot of people are giving credit for. But I still think uh, Notre Dame wins this game. Bounce back after the tough loss to uh, Georgia. Greg, who do the Gophers got this weekend? You know, I looked it up, and now it's not on my script anymore, but I think they are playing... I think they played at Purdue, Boilermakers. Yeah, it's Purdue. That's who it is, yep. And, you know, I... Here's the thing about the Gophers. They do... They they make things happen in non-conference play, and I they just suck in the Big Ten. They really do. They beat Wisconsin last year for the first time in, like, 15 years or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen this year. They're going to give the axe back to Scani. But I think they have a chance against Purdue because Purdue isn't who they were last year. You also got to, I mean, Purdue's dangerous with Roundale Moore, one of the dark horse Heisman finalists we'll get to a little bit later. Yep. But Jeff Brown, I think, is one of the better head coaches in all of college football. Doesn't get enough respect. And, again, he's at Purdue, kind of school where you're really not going to get a lot of attention, not going to get a lot of recruits going to get beat out by a lot of other teams around you like Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State for recruits. But I really think he does a good job at Purdue, and I think, they'll, again, they'll go to a bowl. But I think Purdue will win this game. They're in the, they had a pretty decent non-conference. They beat Vanderbilt, a top five or power five team. Lost to TCU, a good team. But it's going to be interesting how they see how they play this game, how it comes out to be, how they're going to stop Rondale Moore for, Rondale Moore for the Gophers. It's going to be a tough matchup for them. Fair enough. So, Tra- Trav, who do you got for Heisman? Who you, been, who's, who's your pick this year, and who are your notables? Uh, my number one pick this year is Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin Badgers. I mean, what Bias can't this, pick, what can't okay. he do here? He's started to catch the football a little bit more. And it's not really a thing where it comes down to, is he a Wisconsin back? Is he a system back? Kind of like a lot of these guys. He's different. He's faster. He, he's more athletic than a lot of these other Wisconsin backs that kind of busted in the NFL. He's kind of the same way with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon was a freak athlete coming out of high school, one of the top recruited running backs coming out of high school. And I think Jonathan Taylor's the same way. He's going to be a little different in the NFL, and I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. So he's your pick to he's get it all? He's my pick to win the Heisman Trophy. It ain't going to be Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. It isn't going to be Travis Etienne out of Clemson or Tua. Listen, I'm not a big fan of Jalen Hearns throwing the football. He's got the Oklahoma effect. If you look at guys like Baker Mayfield, yes, he's a good talent. But how's he doing the NFL right now? He's not really, He's doing all right, but you think he'd be doing better. And tell me what NFL quarterbacks from Oklahoma or Oklahoma quarterbacks from the NFL have had success? Bradford every five years. That's the only quarterback that comes to mind. Yeah, and Bradford really did not have a very successful. And he career. he was decent, but he, he was, had a good he rookie was okay. year until he got hurt. That's the thing; like, he's marred like, by injuries. Looking back on him in the future, you're not going to be like, "Oh, Sam Bradford was a great." Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? exactly. He was not a first overall you know? pick. No. no, absolutely not. Like if you're looking at it that way as a first overall pick, a lot of people would probably say he was a bust mm, based yeah. on injuries. But and when these quarterbacks have guys like Bob Stoops and now Lincoln Riley as your head coach, some of the best offensive minds in all of college football, it's you're gonna put up numbers. But the thing to think about, I think, with Jalen Hurts is, and you said the Oklahoma effect, but we have to think he he's an Alabama guy yeah. that just kind of went to Oklahoma based on circumstance. So I mm-hmm. don't know if you can. I, I, it's understandable to classify him as an Oklahoma guy, but like I think he's. I think he showed a, a lot more when he was at Alabama, and I yeah. think uh, he's he's my pick to win. I think he's got a lot to prove, and he's got a, he's playing with kind of a chip on his shoulder based on what happened at the end of the year last exactly. year. Exactly, and I think uh, you know he, he wants to get those NFL looks. So imagine Oklahoma, Alabama in the playoff if that Oof. happens. That'd be a great what matchup. A I'd love Who to see that. Who wins that matchup? Ooh, I think Alabama wins that matchup. I think. 
Clemson, Alabama are here, and then everyone else is just right yeah. below them. They're just too good recruiting-wise, coaching-wise. It's not even fair. I don't know, guys. I think Justin Fields has got a you good shot. You think so, Greg? I do. I the, do, too. The stuff he's doing at Ohio State this year, they don't even have Urban Meyer anymore. Think about that. Urban yeah. Meyer ran one heck of a ship at Ohio State. They got a new coach, and Justin Fields is just having heydays. He's a heck of a player. He's I just, just can't wait. Sorry, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. No, but the one thing I want to point out is one of the notables in the Heisman watch is NDSU quarterback Trey Lance Get out of Marshall, out of Minnesota. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Let me see this. Straight up on ESPN. Oh, my gosh, it is. On ESPN, <laughs> bro. It's a notable. He didn't get any first place votes, but he's got, like, one point out of the system. Because Chuba Hubbard, the running oh, back I out like of Chuba OK Hubbard State. Too. But, no, dude, dude. People from NDSU are for real in the NCAA. Granted, they're an FBS program, correct? FCS. FCS, thank you. And, dude, this is Carson Wentz. They need to be an FBS program at this point. No, they're just dominating. They're too dominant. No. There's a big hype between UND when they went down and played NDSU. Did they get throttled? Oh, God, dude. (laughs) It was not even close. The bar stools were going at each other, and it was just great because I follow both of them. And I was poor, just, poor UND. Poor, poor <laughs> UND, exactly. And then their only reaction was like, play us in hockey. Oh, wait. It's like, come on, UND. The only thing you got going for you is hockey. <laughs> and even that, you're just subpar at right now. But yeah, they didn't even make the tournament last year. No, they didn't. Yeah. They're, they won it, what, two, three, four years ago, something like that? Yeah. Obviously not when UMD is just dominating college hockey, but... There's some. We're gonna move on to some speculation about Urban Meyer on the Wolverines coaching them because Harbaugh is just ain't doing anything. The quote on that is not going to happen. Do you think though, if some hypothetical utopia dis- universe that Urban Meyer would take the job, do you think they'd be better than what they are now? Uh, no. Maybe. You don't I, think Urban Meyer can make? Oh, I don't think he's he's got the fire for it anymore. So I think that that's a big like I think that's that was a big factor in why he he hung it up anyways. So like I like if once you lose that fire like like then that's like I mean, we're gonna talk hockey a little bit later and talk a little bit about, about Dustin Bufflin I'm sure and mm-hmm. like same thing goes for him like like once you kind of lose that fire I think you just kind of you're not in know, it anymore you don't have the passion anymore. yeah. Because he's accomplished everything he could ever want. I mean, Ohio State didn't lose a single matchup to Michigan no. the entire time he is there. Yeah, that's so, incredible. I Yeah, I can understand your point. He's enjoying his Fox analyst job at, and Big Ten. I guess he works there, too. Making quite a bit of money doing that, too. Supposedly, he's also an athletic administrator and instructor at Ohio State. So yeah. he... He just loves that place. He's not short on cash. No, Doesn't he, he teach, like, an anti-cheating course at Ohio State, too? <laughs> I thought I thought I heard that. Doesn't he teach that? Yeah, he does. He teaches like an anti-cheating class. Like, wow, how do you get that job? Like scholastic dishonesty or NCAA sanction? I don't know, but he teaches some. We need to look into this. We'll get back on our next episode on what Urban Meyer's <laughs> coursework is. But did you guys ever hear the story about Carson King? Oh, inform me on this one, Greg. I haven't. So this man, he was on NCAA game day. I think is on ESPN. He held up a sign saying his beer stash oh, was empty yes. so he put to his venmo v- he put his venmo yeah. down there and he raised Smart. like a million dollars but he donated all to the I- university of iowa's children hospital oh i was for the yeah because at halftime yep. don't they wave to the children hospital yeah at halftime there's yeah. some guy that said he's gonna dig up some old racist homophobic remarks off twitter 
but the Twitterverse actually beat him to that, so they just, the person that was going to, like, out him for all this, they ended up outing the guy that was going to do this. Yeah. So they buried him alive, which is what's nice to see, but, you know, there's some things going on in Twitter that you're, like, what, 12 years old and you post something, and now it's, like, 10 years later, it's just taken way out of context. Yeah, when you uh, put this article in the doc, I was reading it over, and, like, it's just... It, it it bugs me because this this guy like you know you know stupidly holding up a sign like just kind of messing around mm-hmm. gets one point one million dollars from doing that and doesn't keep a penny of it donates all of it yeah it's a, right? that's one heck and of a charitable people, act uh, oh absolutely and they're calling him out for something he said when he was sixteen like that's so stupid it is and but the, he's doing a good deed why do you have yeah. to he's he's not in it for the fame he's just like this is something good to do just something that happened randomly too yeah this is like a circumstance he couldn't have expected to make 1.1 million dollars (laughs) no exactly but what he did with the money was great i guess he went on tosh.0 and kind of elaborated more on the situation but yeah what he did on college game day because iowa versus iowa state that was one of the hyped matchups i think iowa ended up winning that correct yep correct comeback too Ooh, it was even a comeback I know a, pers- a couple of people from Iowa State, and they're just kind of pissed about the game. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it's going to happen, but, you know. Shabby, let's move on to the NFL. What do you got for us? Oh, let's get started about my pack, and Ooh. last night, my goodness. The Eagles beat the pack. That's I don't want to hear it. Boys. I don't want to hear it. Let's talk about it. Uh, if you're the pack, I mean, if you want to be Super Bowl contenders, we got to figure out the run game. Would you agree, Zach? <laughs> Absolutely. Like... He just ran down our throats yesterday. It was unbelievable. I get Miles Sanders is good, but he's not that good. Let's he, he's I would say, yeah, he's a very fast running back, but he also the Packers defense made him look a lot better than he actually is. Yeah, and it we're waiting for that one point of the game where it comes down to let's have our defense make a stop, and they were unable to do it. No. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah, and what was more frustrating for me was like I got a I. Greg knows this, James knows this, but I am the biggest Mike McCarthy hater of all time. Yeah, yeah you hated that, I, I think man. I got glimpses of Mike McCarthy him. in that Absolutely, game. especially when, like, he, that last night when we, it was like four downs in a row where we passed. On the two-yard line? Yeah, it reminded me of that Seattle game in, uh, I think it was like 2015, where, like, we had the ball on the two-yard line or whatever, and we kick a, kick a field goal. Yeah, yeah like... So stupid. Like, uh, it's just, when does it come down to the fact that we're going to build a defense around Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. We wasted how many first-round draft picks on defense, and it's still trash. Is that correct Countless. me if I'm wrong, but at the end of Season 2, weren't you so hyped about the signings I, they made? I'm, 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 very, I'm still hyped about them. Listen, it, Philadelphia has a great offense. Yep. They have a, probably the best offensive line yes. in the league. Yeah, So underrated. Absolutely. So, like... To me, like that has to factor into it. You saw what we did to the Bears. You saw what we did yep. to your Vikings. So that's because freaking Kirk Cousins. Don't two, even get me two good started on him. Two great de- and Denver has a good defense too. They do. Yeah. So I I wouldn't. You know, that's one loss. I, I'm I'm against going undefeated. Anyways, I yeah. think there's too much pressure associated with yeah, it. Yeah, you saw and what happened to the Patriots against the Giants. Right, and it's like you're in the NFL. Every team's good. Yeah. Every, every every team has a chance to beat you. Except the Dolphins. We can, we can, yeah. Eh, <laughs> then we're talking. Alabama could beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, just when are we going to build a defense around Aaron Rodgers? We don't have quarterbacks going to fall on our lap every time one retires. No. So it's like, look at the one time we bought him. We actually got a good defense around him. What were we like the fifth ranked defense in the NFL? We won the Super Bowl that we year. Won the Super Bowl so as, it's a, like, as a sixth seed too. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's get a defense around him. Let's spend a little more money. I get they tried. They tried. I'll give them that. But yeah. what are we doing? Come on. 
Let's figure it out. Not much more longer, or not much more time we're gonna have Aaron Rodgers. No, especially I, I at think this level. Like maybe two, two, three years, and you That's can exactly. already see that he's slowing down, declining mo- a little mo- bit mobility wise. Yeah. Like his his vision <clears throat> and his throws are still spot on. But mobility-wise, like, he's definitely slowing down, and that's a huge aspect of his game, rolling, yeah. out, rolling out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. So, I thought the line looked pretty good last night, too, though. It did. The pack. Yeah, and, and and we can't count out Philly's deep. Like, their secondary is oh, atrocious. Oh, yeah, and their defensive line is very good, too. Yeah, their front seven is, is solid. And, yeah. like, you know, Aaron Jones didn't do much. And, and you know what I want to talk about is that hit on Jamal Williams. That was he should be suspended, fined. <sighs> I'm always a big fan of letting them play, but I again I've never played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I only played high school football. I don't really get what it's like to be hit by big men like that. So yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I can't really give my opinion on it. But I, I mean, let the guys play. Yeah. No. See, and like I'm a big proponent of let the guys play too. Like I, yeah. I like I hate like like one thing like I watch a lot of Canadian football and like flag, 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 flag. The, the amount of flags in Canadian football is not even funny because. Player safety, what, whatever. But where is the line between letting them play and player safety? It's it's a skewed line. That's going to be a, a life-ending debate that no one will ever figure out. No. Fair enough, fair enough. No, but he really came in there late. Like, he was already wrapped up by two like, guys. He, he's and, not getting out of there. No, yeah. and he, like, leaves on a stretcher and is probably done for the season, hopefully not his career. Yeah, it, but, looked, it looked bad. Yeah. So, Trav, we're going to – let's hedge some bets here. You said you want to start picking some sports – we're not. Do I don't know if I want to do this for money because I no, feel I like, like with my money. luck. No. But I think that might be a university issue too if we yep. start betting on air. Can't talk about it. Yep. <laughs> I don't like betting money anyway. I lose. Fair enough. So Vikings Bears. That's who do you think you is gonna win that game? Wow. Um, depends on how Kirk Cousins plays. I mean, if he's played like he has last couple weeks, I think the Vikings have no shot to win this game. Would you guys agree with me? Yeah. I think it depends on if Khalil Mack can stop Delvin Cook. That's where I'm at. I think he's Kirk can. Cousins, he's going to pass. He's going to have 15 pass attempts. He's going to mm-hmm. throw like 180 yards, maybe a tutty. Yeah, and especially well, I, and not just Khalil Mack. The the Vikings O line is, I would say atrocious. Skeptical at best. I'd say atrocious, but I'm obviously biased because yeah. I hate the Vikings, but I also hate the Bears. So like I hate choosing this game every year because yep. you never like I never want to pick a side. But like like you said, like like you think it's gonna come down to how Kirk Cousins yeah. plays. I think it's gonna come down to how my fantasy quarterback Ooh. Mitchell Trubisky plays. <laughs> my issue is that it's at Chicago, and the Vikings we all know don't play at Chicago. They just don't show up. They might as well just forfeit it. Well, last year the Vikings had no sort of offense against the Bears the last game of the season. The crucial game for them to get in the playoffs last year. Yeah, that had no sort of defense. Or Trubinsky just carved up the D. Yeah, well, I think this this matchup will be kind of like the Packers Bears in Week One. It'll be yep. very defensive. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be surprised if you see both Cousins and Trubisky combine for like 150 yards. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Just but, like uh, a nine six football game. Yeah, something like. I was just play baseball at that point. So I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I'm assuming you two are with the Bears. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go with even this. Dan Bailey's going to hit a game winner. Wow. In Chicago? In Chicago. Because he's going to have a win on That's his tough. back. That's the only reason why. What's your final score? 9-6? to six? <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to go with 21-17. Just give it something like that. All right. I like it. But here's the deal. Cowboys versus Saints. Those are... I never would have picked... Even talked about this game, but Teddy Bridgewater... He's been playing off his mind ever since Drew Brees went down. 
He's the Teddy Bridgewater of old, not new. My opinion. He's he's doing what he's been doing. We got a one game, like one analysis. game sample size. Yeah, nah, good. well, I'm still a believer. I hated to see it when he went, because I thought he went. He's a good fit for the Vikings. My yeah. opinion. He was a perfect system. Probably not a popular opinion amongst <laughs> the masses. He also has no knees. Yeah, that was. Well, I mean. I want to know what happened. I want to see that video. I'm sure you could find it somewhere. But well, I say Cowboys, Cowboys, oh. yeah, Cowboys. The only reason I brought in discussions because I didn't think the Saints would be anything without Drew Brees, and they're yeah. still relevant. And this game's so. also in Dallas. Ooh, yeah, well, yeah. You don't earn exactly one. Dak's pretty house. good this year too. That's because Zeke is back. You yeah, all too. know Dak and Zeke. It's a Zeke and Dak show. If there is no Zeke, it's there a is Cowboys no Dak. offensive line show. Let's get that well, straight. Yeah, Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Touche. Touche. Agreed. But at the same time, when Zeke isn't in there. You don't have other teams stacking. Yeah, the that's box. A, it's a different offense when Zeke's not right. Because then, like, because you they have like teams are throwing eight guys in the box every time yeah, when Zeke's on the field. Zeke. Yeah, so and it opens up the air game. My absolutely. fantasy running back. So I'm a big Zeke fan. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So I was so pumped when he ended. It. We actually we did our fantasy draft the day it seemed like he was gonna delay into the season. So like he fell down the ring. So I actually picked him 17th overall wow. in our fantasy that's draft. A steal. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and then the next day, they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to show up week one. So, so I was pretty pumped suckers. with that. I'm still hyped on my very last overall pick in my fantasy draft where I picked up Tom Brady. It's like, you know, for a solid pick. He's been well, probably one of the best reliable. Yeah, the wheel ain't broken on that one. But how do you guys feel about Melvin Gordon coming back to the Chargers after his holdout finally ended? What's the entire situation on that? Is He, he wanted like, more money. He kind of like, think Le'Veon Bell, but in the chargers but he didn't have as much leverage no he had yeah. no leverage he's not as good well as his only leverage out. was a weak chargers run game but yeah. eckler has been in there and, and he's, he's been just slicing. Good. Just he's looking good. just as good yeah. yeah so again i just think it's funny that there's so many players holding out for more money and i understand the want to get paid i get that but show up man show yeah. up to the game play for your paycheck don't just live off of your hype from college well what do you how do you think earl thomas feels though well, that's just a different situation. <laughs> well, he, he was man, one of those guys that said, screw it. Is I'm he even in play. the league anymore? He's on the Ravens. He is, oh, I thought he wanted to go to Dallas. He, well, he did. Oh, that's right. There's this entire, oh, I yeah, remember that now. That past offseason, he, he had that entire situation. It's like, I decided to go with Baltimore. I'm, I haven't even heard his name in the news. I'm assuming he's playing good. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he got injured because he was holding on his contract, but he said, I'll play. And then, up oh, there it goes. He's not, he was not the same after that leg injury. Is, I don't think anyone's really the same after any leg injury. Except if, unless your name's Adrian Peterson, because my he's guy. Not, he's not a human being. No. No, he he's, he's, he's just an. And look, like, he's going to be playing probably until like week 13, 14, until Darius Geis comes back, too. Yeah. Like and just, like, right 30, how old that. is he? Like 35? Peterson? Old. 36? He's got to be. He's around. pushing. He is. And like he's, he's still getting 15 scratch. carries a game. Yeah, like, he's a healthy scratch week one until their starting quarterback or starting running back went down. And, yeah, this entire situation because the head coach for Washington was just like, he's old, he's not going to play, so I scratched him. And then starting running back goes down, and he's like, I had to eat those words. He's like, well, Adrian's playing now. Yeah. So, but there's a, there's a story on Dak again. He had a spicy nuggets remark in a game. And NFL film microphones caught qu quarterback Dak Prescott in the huddle last week calling a play and then offering an important reminder to his teammates. He's like, oh, spicy nuggets are back. I'm not sure if you guys are uh, 
sold on Wendy's four for four with spicy chicken nuggets, but they have some of the best nuggets in the game. You think and so? And for four dollars, I got to steal. Yeah, I it's thought like, it was just funny. To it's a must purchase up, about once a week. I would say. Yeah, they're we'll dang go with good. that. So but in, ca- in Canada, we don't have four for fours at Wendy's. Really? So that's unfortunate. Yeah. What do you have? Do you guys even have a Wendy's in Canada? We have Wendy's, yeah. It's just, everything's just more expensive in Canada. We don't have those sweet deals on stuff. Like, like our best deal will be like two for eight Whoppers. Like, that's not even a deal. That's probably why Canada is not obese like America is. True. Yeah. This is like, I don't want to go to McDonald's and pay seven bucks for a Happy Meal. Exactly. And it's like $2 in America. But so the Cubs are out of the playoffs and they suck, which is really interesting considering. Were they in it like, like last week they were in it? Yeah, but, but then the, Brewers the are Cardinals like, and the Brewers are one game apart for the division, and Cubs aren't even in the wild well, I think card the picture. Brewers clinched already. No, they're one game. Th- yeah, they clinched the wild card, yeah. but not the division. That's what I meant, yeah. If Chicago plays spoilers and beats St. Louis and Milwaukee keeps rolling through their competition. What are they, what are they like 12-3 and three since Yelich's loss? I think it was like 15 out of 18. Really? They're, they're, Ryan Braun's just been like out of his they've mind. They've looked better without Christian Yelich. The Jewish Ryan Braun. I yeah. just have to they, throw yeah, that in there every time. Yeah. <laughs> just like Ryan, Julian Edelman, Ryan, Ryan Brown. I hate Ryan Brown, that freaking cheater. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> but, yeah, no, the Chicago's playing spoilers if they want. They shut down a lot of their aces. So Chris Bryant, yeah, they, Rizzo, Javi's out. Yeah, I about to say, didn't they sit all their starters yesterday? Pretty much. They're not, or uh, Joe Madden, who's going to get fired at the end of this year because he can't win with a stacked team. But it's also a tough division, though, too. Oh, yeah. The AL Central, no, not the AL the Central. NL Central. NL Central, yeah, they're, that's just an unreal. Because it used to be Chicago and Milwaukee for the longest time, then St. Louis is like, oh, we're going to be like competitive again. And so for whatever reason, they are. Yeah, Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Yep, and eh, that's what it is. So King Felix is probably going to retire at the end of this Hats year. Hats off to one of the greatest King careers. Felix, 33 years old, career stats amassed to... 419 games played, 418 starts out of those, 25 complete games, 11 shutouts, 2,729 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's given up 2,487 hits, 1,100-some runs, which only 1,037 were earned, 264 home runs, 805 walks. He has 2,524 strikeouts, and his... Win loss records 169 to 136. One of the better pitchers we're going to see in this generation. The I think. only thing he doesn't have on his stat line is a World Series ring. It's nice to see, though, a guy like this staying with one team for his entire career. He was a lifer. It's Hall nice of Famer, no. Oh, definitely. I think he's Hall of Famer. You think too. so? Yeah. With that kind of stat line, you just got to put an aspect. He is on a. Honestly, an atrocious team because I don't not think, a very good team. I don't think the Mariners time. made the playoffs since like two thousand one. Yeah, it's been tough going for them. And it's just to stick with it. They, I thought they had a shot last year. This season, when they started off like thirteen and all after their fire sale, I kind of got on their hype at the end of season two. And now they just they looked like they had a fire sale. So, and uh, hats off to that man. He's had a good career. And we're going to go on to something more interesting with the NBA. Their G League is doing a single free throw format. Did you guys hear about this? I did not. I think it's hilarious, though. So the entire idea of this is the G League is experimenting this season with a new rule under which trips to the free throw line will include only a single foul shot that will be 
worth either one, two, or three points depending on the foul, leading to the attempt of making the game flow faster and reduce the length. So let me get this straight. If I get fouled on a three-point shot, it's one shot worth yep. three points. Do or die. Officials estimate that moving to one shot for all the points model will shave between six to eight minutes of each G League game. My opinion is, do people actually care about the length of a sporting event? Like, the MLB is doing this with the pitch clock. I'd say, yeah, I had pitch count. Now, G League, now NBA is looking into free throws. I understand the very tail end of, like, every 10 minutes of the last, or every five minutes of the last each NBA game is drawn out because of all the timeouts. Very long. Because they, they even redid the timeout aspect last year or two years ago or whatever. But do people actually care about how long a sporting event goes? I think, go ahead, Zach. No, you go first. I think it's a matter of, like, MLB, like, yeah, it's already a boring game. Like, NBA's excitement. Well, they changed out with all the home runs everyone's hitting. Well, that's what, well, I mean. Juice balls. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it's, it's still, like, it's still not as entertaining as, like, a football or a basketball game where there's constant action going on. So I think it makes sense for, like, MLB to add, like, a pitch clock. Yeah. But I don't think it makes sense for the NBA to do this. You took the words right out of my mouth with the with the and I know like you guys are big baseball guys. I'm yep. not as much of a baseball like I love playoff baseball, but regular season oh, baseball, playoff it's baseball. Hard. Oh, yeah. it's hard for me to get as interested in it. Definitely, yeah. But um, that's why I like the the pitch clock because you know like it, with baseball, like a nine inning game, could, you know sometimes it could go for two hours, mm-hmm. sometimes it could go for four or five. Yep, just depends on the flow of the game. But in basketball, you have a set time no matter what, and with all other sports, you have a set time. So like. I don't think doing that will make that big of a difference because, like, what is it, an extra 30 seconds for another shot? You know, right. like, it's not, Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree with your points on that. I think it's it raises the stakes a lot more, though, too. Oh, it does. Yeah. Let's say the NBA adopts this. And, I don't Which know. They, that's why they're doing it in the G League Right, they're first. testing it out now. Yeah. And we all know how poor of a free throw shooter LeBron can be at times. Like, he's streaky. He'll either make them or miss them. So, say he takes a three-point shot. Misses, but he's fouled. And he misses the free throw. Yeah. And let's say it's a two-point game. and Or even put Steph Curry on the line. It, it, it changes the game completely, to be honest. Because we all know Michael Jordan's infamous eyes-closed free throw shot. No one ain't going to do that ever again now with this new rule. Now Curry might. Yeah, Steph could. <laughs> Maybe even Clay. But nah, the hack and shack idea is going to go way up now, too, because they're just going to foul all the big men. Dwight Brick Howard. What big men in the league anymore? It's a three-point league. Yeah, you're right. Teams are getting smaller, but... Did you guys hear about the KD situation? About him saying never want to be affiliated with OKC ever again? You remember that when there was that huge follow-up? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So Sam Presti said on KD, he's got nothing but positive things to say because he was asked by a bunch of reporters. He said, if there is anything that Kevin Durant ever, ever needed from you or from anyone here, it would be a moment's notice for that to happen. I also think if you work with people for eight years like we did, he and I, he was 19 when he came into the league and I was 29. We both went through a lot of changes together. I have nothing but positive things to say about him and his tenure here. Talk about taking the high road on that one. Like, I understand the fallout. Katie had with choosing the Warriors over returning back to OKC. I get that business decision. 
But Katie said he never felt at home in o- or in Golden State because he wasn't the he wasn't Steph Curry, he wasn't Clay, he wasn't he dra- wasn't the man. He wasn't drafted there. He was he didn't make that team great. No, he he was, just joined he was, a great team. He was like the fourth like face of that franchise. Exactly, and he was probably the best player on the team. He was overshadowed by who was there prior to him. He didn't oh, yeah. build the Golden State Warriors. He just juiced them. Yeah, really is what it was. So I think him going to Brooklyn and pairing up a Kyrie will be good for the league. I do, but. I think it's interesting because how Katie said he didn't want anything to do with OKC ever again because of the fan base, because of management. He said Sam Presti at times didn't know what he was doing. But for Sam Presti to come back and say that, I think that's just a gentleman's answer. To it also doesn't help that they played the Heat in the finals oh, that one year, too. It yeah. doesn't help when you're stuck in LeBron's shadow like that. Yep, LeBron. I think, was that the big three? LeBron, yep, Chris, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. Wade. Yeah. Shout out Chris Bosh, my favorite player ever. <laughs> Go Raptors. Oh, Not yeah. even, you don't like VC more than Chris Bosh? No. I like Chris Bosh the best. Wow. He's the best. Chris right. Bosh over Vince Carter, hot take. Wow, Zach, <laughs> come, coming back hot to Hot take cr- out of, out of, these, out of Coming back smoke. to Crooks with unpopular opinions. Even field. more than DeMar? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, Chris Bosh, other than, other than Kawhi Leonard... I think Chris Bosh is the best Raptor ever. Hey, how hyped were you when Toronto won the finals? You don't even know. <laughs> like I was, I was going nuts. We were watching it in the movie theater because they were they had it showing in the movie theaters all over. The I city. saw some of your stories week. on Snapchat, and you guys yeah. were just wild. Yeah, we, it, it was a really like this, that's the biggest thing that's happened for our country sports wise. You know, like there you know, you look back at the like the Golden Goal in 2010 when we beat you guys yep. in Vancouver. Yeah, that was that was another big moment. And then when we won the World Series in what was it 95 mm-hmm. with the with the Jays. Like those are like two. Those are probably three of the biggest moments in like Canadian sports history. So like that, it just I don't know. It's just something that means a lot to uh, Canadian sports fans. That's but for sure. The one thing I noticed after that, after they won the sh- championship, was Kawhi left, Danny Green left. Yeah, wasn't that basically the trade package? I mean, it was, but they accomplished what they came there to do. So talk about trading. DeMar I don't even. For a I don't even blame them. What? How do you think they're going to do this year? I think they'll still be a top three seed in the East, you especially so? especially with KD out. You know, KD's out for the year, okay. so I think they'll still be a, like they're a solid team without Kawhi. Like they, they Kawhi didn't play every game last year. Yeah, and they were still winning games. They had him under him. heavy rust management. Yeah, they right. saved him for playoffs. Is basically what they yeah, did. Yeah, and, and it paid off. And I think and Nick Nurse is a great coach, and I think he'll adjust uh, just fine. So, do you think they win the East? I think Boston is. Yeah. Well, Boston lost Horford. Those guys look at Milwaukee they did. too. They, I granted they brought in Ennis Cantor, not the same player. And when they, but they have Ke- Kemba, but they lost. Kyrie, but they Kyrie's Kemba. better than Kemba. Yeah, but I they used, they that. used to be. Yeah, yeah I, I think not, I, it'll honestly probably be the Bucks, in my opinion. Okay. Say, we're gonna we're yeah. forget about Giannis here. Yeah, I think I think it'll be the Bucks, and then I think the Sixers because they brought in Horford. The Sixers could also be very good. The this Sixers year. are just unbelievable. Yeah, but then they traded Jimmy Butler to was it? They traded him the Heat, right? Yeah, they got yeah. Jason Richardson back. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. They still have. They still have. Uh, uh, Simmons and um, Embiid, so oh, those, are, those are their two stars. The Simmons' inability to shoot a three-point shot. Better. True, but he can do everything else. That is true. Great Did you not see the there. video of Ben Simmons sinking four half-court shots in a row? Yeah, well, hopefully ending. he can put that in, do that in a game for I their mean, sake. No, he'll probably get benched if he takes half-court shots. Yeah. So, Travi, you want to update the masses about Justin Falk? Oh, yeah, Justin Falk. UMD shout-out. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of days ago, Justin Falk got traded to the St. Louis Blues. What was the, what was going each way here? 
Joel Edmondson Joel, was a yeah, return. Traded Joel Edmondson, 2018 first round pick. Dominic Boak and seventh round pick in 2021. The Her- Her- Carolina Hurricanes for all-star defenseman Justin Falk, plus a fifth round draft pick in 2020. And with this, Falk signed a seven-year, $45.5 million contract extension. Greg, what are your thoughts? I hate every aspect of this trade because Why? Justin Falk, remember three years ago when he was on the power play and he put up like 28 goals? Yeah, he's one of the better He's one of the best offensive power play deep man in the <clears throat> entire league. And the fact St. Louis brought him after winning the Stanley Cup, riding Jordan, Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Like, my God. It's also like, why would Carolina do this? You're, they're, well, you first of all, Carolina has so much depth on the D. It's unbelievable. Well, yeah, well, you're just going to trade away Justin Falk? Doug, trade away Dougie Hamilton. And it's and it's not like Carolina was bad either. No, like, they, they, exactly. they, they, just, like, they beat they, they the, beat, yeah. the oh, They Capitals. went deep in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they beat the Capitals first on the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, Justin Williams, who's why? also taking a briefment from the league. Yeah. But you as, know, I just as is D- Dustin Buffalo. Yeah, which we'll get to in a minute. But the thing I hate the most is all these Minnesota players. My envision of the Minnesota Wild is to bring home all the Minnesota NHL guys and just make yeah. a Minnesota super team. Wouldn't that sports be special? Town. That would be. We're a cute little sports town. We don't care about winning. We care about pleasing others. We care about winning. So we should be doing care about winning. But, you know, that's just my dream is to one day build this don't Minnesota. Don't get me started NHL. on this, Greg. <laughs> Trav, I will drop gloves with you right now uh, on the show, when, on air. Yeah, when you want Zach Parise, yeah, like what his contract's on his strangle holds us. Hey, you know, that was a good signing at the time. Oh, at we the all time. know at the tail end that's going to be For bad. We years, all Greg, know that. He's going to be 35. He's going to be 35. 42 when there he retires go. riding out that contract. How much money there does he make? Seven something a year. He has one oh, of the high same with Ryan Suter, but Ryan Suter is one of the biggest contracts it. in the NHL. Yeah. No one's going to trade for him because they don't want that. Don't even get me started, Greg. But he might want out because the Wild ain't going to win a Stanley Cup anytime soon. I, I'm not making that money. He's not going to no, go. He's, he's going to make less anywhere else. He's a else. grinder. He's he's a playmaking grinder. That's what he actually is. He He's a hard-nosed player. He plays on the boards. He's chippy. You know, he does the dirty things. But he doesn't stay healthy. Thus, he should be paid like $3 million less than what his contract actually is. Yeah. He's paid off that one 95-point season he had in New Jersey when he took him to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost. That is what that contract is based off of. Greg will be nothing more than just a cute little sports town. Signing Zach Parise, signing Joe Maurer to these ridiculous contracts. Just hey, Joe Maurer deserved Minnesota. that contract, too. Oh, yeah. Strangle holds us again for the Twins. Yeah, great idea. Great idea. Trav, I know where you sleep, We were boy. in the bottom of the AL. <laughs> I know where you sleep. We were in the bottom of the air. All right, all right, all right, kids. All right, kids. I'll come over there. <laughs> the guest, the guest doesn't need to break up the yeah, fight. Exactly. <laughs> Greg, no, I just found out. Signed for the Hurricanes too. Hmm. Jake Gardner, the former Minnetonka skipper. I thought he went to Florida. No, he's on the roster for the Hur- Carolina Is Hurricanes. He? Yeah. I must have missed that one, but. That's another guy the Wild should have signed right there. I'm not Jake saying Gardner. sign all the crappy Minnesota. Okay, players. he's actually a pretty good defenseman. He's better than freaking Justin Falk right now. He played better than him last year. That's a hot take. It's a hot take. But, but he's not better than the best defenseman. Uh, he's not the best defenseman in the league, but... No, he's he's a top four on a team. Dustin Bufflin? No, oh, yeah, easy. Dustin Bufflin. Jake Gardner is a top four defenseman yeah. on any team, too, but yeah. he's just, he's a puck mover and a scorer. Well, but dang, you're Trav. not going to have to worry about the Jets in the Central this year. No, is that... Didn't, did Patrick Laine figure out his contract dispute yet? No. See, like, I... So, all right, let's go into the Jets. Being Travi just demolished me and demoralized me on my own so, radio show. So, Winnipeg <laughs> has a, like, 
we have our own like little radio station. It's called TSN twelve ninety. Okay. It's all Winnipeg based people that yep. are on the show, and it's very very biased to Winnipeg sports. Yeah. And so they don't really tell it like it is. So I always call in just to like because they do like call-ins. I always call in to just spice it up a little bit. I say a fake name, block my number, and just kind of call in just. To, you know, make them think from a different perspective a little bit because mm-hmm. they're all like, oh, we got to sign Line. Why do we need to sign Patrick Line? You know, like we're going to have to pay him. I think, first of all, I think Kyle Connor's better. Okay. Yes, Kyle I, Connor is going to be okay. good. Yeah, I think Kyle Connor is much better than Patrick. Patrick Line is probably the worst defense, defensive player on our team. You guys he actually d- think he plays defense? He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but when you score 50 goals a year, I guess it doesn't Absolutely. Really matter. Then you, then you don't need it. It's just like, it's like Alex Ovechkin all over And then again. the thing is, like, I don't know if you guys saw what he said in the Finnish newspaper. He wants couple, to be top line. Well, he said he wants to be top line, and he said uh, he, he basically trashed the second line. He didn't trade right say Brian Little, but that's the thing. I'm like, how are you going to bring, how are you going to pay that guy, you know, nine, ten million dollars or whatever? Right. I think and he deserves it if you ask me. You don't... From scoring a wise, he does, yeah. but, how, but after he set, goes and says that in the Finnish newspaper, how are you going to bring him back to the team when he's like, oh, I, got, I need to be on a better line to be better? Like, yeah. if you're that good, you're making those other guys better. Yeah. In my opinion. And that's so, what a team should do. Absolutely. A good team should do. So, like, why like why, like why bring that guy back? I would pay Connor whatever, well, not whatever he wants, but pay Connor what he wants, and you trade Line. You could trade him, you could trade him to whoever. You get you a know? lot for anybody him, would, Anybody would take him. A lot for him yeah. as well. Dude, any team would drill. Like you could get, and and the thing is, if Bufflin stays out, I think Bufflin's done personally. If he does, we need to. We we already were short defensively. We lost four of our starters. Didn't you trade Truba to the Giants or not the Giants, the uh, Rangers? Right, but Truba did, wasn't going to sign with us anyway. No, because he wanted too much money. He signed eight year, eight, right. sixty four million, and we lost Tyler Myers. Yep. Like we I'm lost. About to say, do you have Tyler Myers still? No, we don't, and that's the thing. And like we have a guy in the minors named Logan Stanley that's. On his way up, that's he's six seven. He's like Tyler Myers, mini yeah. me, mini me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he's not he's not ready yet, so no. he's not going to play in the NHL this year. So we need, and then without Bufflin there, we're going to have the smallest defensive team. Like Josh Morrissey's our best defense. Talk about he's going like from 5'10". the biggest D to the smallest D in the course of two years. Like your your window to win that in the course Stanley of an off, it's gone. Yeah, like you said last year, because when they trade that first round pick for Kevin Hayes, right? Yeah. Now terrible that's trade. a horrible contract too he signed with Philadelphia oh my god Philadelphia what are you doing Kevin Chuck Hayes Fletcher, did what are you doing <laughs> glad you're gone yeah <laughs> glad we finally got rid of Paul Fenton brought in Bill Guerin you mean you got Neil Pionk back from that trade yeah for, I like Neil like Pionk him. I went to uh, hey, another, another Minnesota boy Trav yeah. another Minnesota Pionk boy. is yep. Yep. Oh, I, I didn't know that go Bulldogs yeah he's uh, Bulldogs he, like I was watching him, he's like very like satisfying to watch skate. Like he's like a very good he's skater. Polished. Yeah, he's ex- exactly. Like, I went to one of the preseason games. It was actually against the St. Louis Blues, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just he was like all over the place. Like I think he'll be a solid addition for us. But oh, absolutely. Losing Bufflin is he's not that big. Yeah, it's like seven. He's like five seven. Yeah, I actually no. worked at the gym he trained at this summer. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Was he there? Yeah, yeah. he trained there. Bunch of other NHL guys as well. Did you guys number? Before we wrap up, can we please make fun of Greenberg for the state of the field for the Packers preseason game in Winnipeg? Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) It was not. That was the Raiders and the NFL's fault. How? (laughs) Um, Let's just jump right into that. So, yeah. So, we'll we'll jump right into that, I guess. So, uh, our producer, James... 
Or your guys' producer, James. Our, my <laughs> former producer, nah, James. Nah, Zach, you're always a part of the show. I, 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 I our so. producer, James. Our producer, James, just brought up the uh, NFL preseason game that was uh, hosted at uh, IG Field in my hometown of Winnipeg. And it was quite the debacle. Because uh, you were so hyped for it last year. You were well, talking right. about the entire season. Right, I'm a huge Packers fan. Like, I see Packers Raiders in Winnipeg. I'm like, this can't be, this can't be yeah. real. Mm-hmm. And then we go, and then, so in the CFL, the goalposts are at the front of the end zone yeah. rather than the back. Yeah. And the fields are also longer. So mm-hmm. it's like 120 to, yards. So they something. had to move the goalposts, and then they put, like, they tried to patch it over where the hole was, but the both the Packers and Raiders didn't like the way it was at the back of the end zone, like, You'd barely, you wouldn't even be stepping on it. They both, the Packers and the Raiders, said, "Nope, we don't like this. If we're going to play this game, we're shortening the field." So the end zone was from the twenty, sorry, was from the ten to the goal line on both sides of the field. So they played on an eighty-yard field. Oh my god! With <laughs> nice. all of their backups. So and the way the game was advertised was that Rodgers was going to play probably the first quarter, second quarter. I'm like, let's go. And Derek Carr was going to play. Antonio Brown was going to play. Like Antonio Brown came. It was in shoulder pads and everything. It was right there. Not a single Packers starter played, and not a single Raiders starter played. The whole game. That sounds like the most just because of the field. It was literally the biggest ripoff and probably the biggest debacle in Winnipeg sports history. And wait, my dad wasted four hundred dollars taking us there. Wow! Like I had a great time with my dad. It was an awesome. It was an awesome time, but terrible football game. How was that not planned ahead? Like how did that again? Happen? This is. It's not on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's not on IG Field. This is on the promoter. It's on the NFL, and it's on the Oakland Raiders for not checking the field conditions before the game. All right, so this is probably one of my most favorite episodes of all time. I I honestly think it was great. This so. was fun. Thanks to everyone to tuning in to Season 3, Episode 2 of Calling an Audible. You can catch us debating, laughing, and having fun all season long with our episodes going live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, at CallAudiblePod, for updates as well as links to full episodes. I want to say thanks, Zach, for coming back. Yeah, I know you. it's homecoming. It's we didn't fun. talk much about homecoming, but it's always great to see your smiling face That's here. That's okay. I appreciate you guys having me back on. Um, I always I take love you, it. You can pleasure. always phone in on in a heartbeat. Exactly. Exactly. So... Thanks for coming back for homecoming and joining us. I'm sure I'll see you around town in the evenings. Absolutely. For my co-host Trav and for myself, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.